This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour two of the show brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, your one-stop shop for the best plants, trees, pots, and decor, and the greenest grass. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. They got you covered. It's Boomer, there's Pinder. It is Tuesday. I mean. The, uh, it's the third round. Tonight. Of the National Hockey League. The Stanley the Cup Stanley playoffs. Don't call it the yeah. NHL playoffs. They'll kill you. They'll come to your house. Yeah. You'll have a stern talking to Batman will show up. He'll come out and pop out of a it's limo. It's not an assisted captain. It's an alternate That's captain. That's right. Also correct. It's not the Mem Cup. It's the Memorial Cup. Presented by Kia this year. They're cool with that for some reason, but okay. Yeah. So anyway. We'll call it the Mem Cup, but we'll slap anyone's company on there. The Stanley Cup playoffs round three open tonight. As the Avalanche host the Edmonton Oilers, McDavid versus McKinnon. Uh, Stephen Brunt joins us. We were kicking it around earlier. There's no right or wrong answer. But you've got the defending champs in the East taking on the big city New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. In the West, you have the face of the league, or someone who sh- he should be the face of the league, the league's in the world's best player taking on. Uh, one of the other a challenger, uh, another world's best. Uh, so maybe Colorado limps in a little bit, but pretty. I mean, Gary, old Batman there in in New York. He's got to be pretty happy with oh, his yeah. final four in terms of uh, sex appeal, isn't he? Yeah, I, I would I would think so. Um, I, I like I never know anymore what that we, we, we spent a lot of years going saying, wow, man, that's this. This is going to kill kill them on American television or this is going to make them on American television. But you know, I, I think the last one that made them on American television was like what the Rangers went in the Stanley Cup in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah, Messier. Like that's the last time, right? That was the that, that was when they got the Sports Illustrated. You know, hockey is cool and basketball is not. <laughs> cover. Uh, that was a while ago, so I'm not sure. Like I, I think hockey fans. I think in general, this is my grand sweeping statement: hockey fans watch hockey, mm. and other people don't. And especially in America. <sighs> I'm glad I was sitting um, down. The room is spinning. Uh, I know. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> I should have said that. You knew. Time to process. Was... You want some more time to process that? Babbled uh, in front yeah. of you. But I think that's the point. Is I don't know that. Are there? Is there such a thing as a casual hockey fan in America? It's what they've been. It's a mythical horned uh, with the wings. Yeah, they've been chasing, trying to hunt these down for decades. I don't know if they found any. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think in general the answer is no, but. Y- I think that they will do with the the NHL's new television partners in America if, especially if they get Connor McDavid um, into the final, mm-hmm. not finals, final. Speaking of things that you, you That's can't right, get wrong, That's right, it's the right? final. The final, not the finals, because the finals is basketball. Correct. Uh, it's, so if they get Connor McDavid into the final, I think that they will they will move heaven and earth to try and let people know in America that America. this is... This is Gretzky. This is Lemieux. This is Bobby Orr. This is you know. This is a guy on that. This is the one of the greatest players of all time. And here's your chance to see him, even if you've never heard of him before. So, yes, that would that'll be good. I think having the Rangers in is good, but I'm not sure even the Rangers thing stretches that far. It's better than having Carolina in. 
It's it's better for me than having Carolina in. I'm way more interested in seeing mm-hmm. Shesterkin and seeing the Rangers. I don't think they're going to be Tampa, but I think it's a, a more appealing matchup than Carolina Tampa would have been. So, um, but look, I, I think the you know the the better an- the answer here is you know that you know what draws you to watch hockey once your home team is out, and that's you want it to be good hockey, right? You want I want stuff that is a neutral I can enjoy. And what did I heard you pinned her before the break? What'd you call it? high event? No, it's not low event. So high yeah, event. Yeah, we're not expecting low high event. Hockey. Yeah, high event. Yes. Yeah, high event. I want high event hockey. I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, lots of goals, nice and messy. Some physical stuff. You need some villains. You know, mm-hmm. you you got Kadri's going to wear the black hat for Colorado. You got Jacob Truba being Scott Stevens in the other series. Yeah, that's this. I don't. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want it kind of clean and two one and you know tense, but kind of boring. Um, I, I would like to see it high scoring and messy with lots of skill. I want to see that Nathan McKinnon goal again and again and again. <laughs> that would be that'd be fun. Well, he was asked about uh, scoring off against McDavid. It was just kind of you know. Well, here we go, superstar clash. And this guy, this guy. What do you think? He said, "Well, as long as it lowers escrow, I don't really care." <laughs> so, so he, he he likes the final four for revenue, Stephen, yeah, and that's very, what you should want. Very relatable. That's I think the, we actually have great, it. Can we hear it? I want to hear it. That's what the American. Yeah, he's the best. I said it. Uh, yeah, I think he's been the best for a, a little bit now, and um, it's going to take a full team effort to stop him. And same with Drysidle. So, um, but they're they're deeper than teams give them credit for sure. I mean, they're very deep. They wouldn't be where they're at without the full team effort and. Uh, for me, um, I'm not really thinking about that a whole lot. Uh, obviously, I see that stuff, but um, you know, that's to hopefully that gets more viewers and lowers escrow. But other than that, I don't care. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Either. I'm sorry, Nathan. I'm I, really know, sorry. It's great though that you have that you know that classic hockey quote to that point, right? Which is. You know, two teams, team effort, and they're et cetera, et cetera. He's going in, and you're kind of nodding off as you're listening to that. And then he, I actually like the escrow punchline. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see that one coming. Now, and unfortunately, I think the, the TV rights deals have been negotiated, and that is a frozen amount of money they're going to receive here from ESPN. Shame, shame. You may, but you may well be correct. You do have two of the three highest revenue buildings in the league remaining in New York and Edmonton, I'm told. Is that right? Yes. I guess that's true. Uh, it, New York, New York Kate has Stone always been. is printing money is the word around this province. Ah, okay. Well, so that's good for somebody. It's good for Daryl Cates. I guess what I forget how they divide up playoff revenue. No, it's Cates. League, yeah, but, it's good for him too. Yeah. yeah and, so and you know he's, what? So he's going to get richer, is that what you're saying? Yeah, so that's, that's, that's good. That, yeah. That, yeah. that warms everybody's heart then. It sure does. You can buy a second mansion in L.A. for $128 million. <laughs> the one thing that I, th- I think have ESPN having the rights – is is a big deal for all of this mm-hmm. if if you care about that sort of thing because they they are they're the animal there's other you got CBS but it, unless you're on ESPN you're not really taken seriously I don't think and if you've got ESPN putting them on the main network giving them better spots within Sports Center and and the highlight packs and all of that it makes a difference and I I think we kind of thumb our nose a little bit when the deals come up and it's a it's a who cares kind of thing but i i just feel like this year has been different when espn pays attention and, and is is involved and is in i think it matters i yeah no i think it still does you know espn isn't necessarily what it once was and not as dominant as it once was um but i think the combination of espn and the tnt side of the deal 
and you know TNT who do the, that great basketball studio show that is kind of the, the the gold standard now for for a studio show uh, if there can be such a thing. I, I think that's helped them. No, I, I honestly I do. It's it, it's it's and it's not just ESPN. If you know you happen to be somewhere in the states or you live in the states and you click around and that's kind of your default. That's where you go to start. Is what's what's on what's happening tonight. It's ESPN's website. It's everything about them. They push it to the front and they push other stuff behind it. Um, whereas back in the day, they would push hockey way way down uh, behind college softball at this time of year because it wasn't their baby. So no, I think it has helped them. They, they you know they didn't. You can think of all the the history of NHL TV deals and um, let's put it this way: not all of them achieved that. So, you know, they always achieved that. You know, I, I assume they always got the most money they could get in the moment from whomever was paying it. But there were some of them that seemed seemed designed to make hockey as obscure as possible. And this one is this one gives you money plus it gets pushes hockey into the forefront. So yeah, no, I think it's a nice opportunity. Now the NBA Finals, which are going to be concurrent with this round of the playoffs, NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Got to got to get all that right. Um, and of course, they stretch out the NBA Finals forever, right? They only play they play like once every ten days or something. It feels like mm. they've also got a really good matchup, and that's going to be a that's a that's going to be a very good draw as well nationally. Like that, I, I think that'll be the big story in the United States the next two weeks. Um, but yeah, hockey's going to have its moment, and then you know by the time they get to the Stanley Cup Final, basketball will be done, and it'll be summer. But they'll have it all to themselves. Floor's yours, yeah. Gary. So what about our overlords, Rogers? They would have much preferred to have ah, yes. the Leafs and as many Canadian teams. They have one in the final four, and we, we knew that a round ago, and it was Flames-Oilers. Uh, is, does McDavid resonate enough in all parts of the country? Is there Ranger love or hate in those parts? I, I, I wonder for, for our company what, if, if it's a dream, dream scenario. What I was told by somebody uh, was, at, and not oh, like yeah? not in the last week or anything, but at some point, somebody in a position of uh, of authority Ooh, was that wow. obviously the Leafs, the Leafs move going forward mm -hmm. through the playoffs was the best case scenario because they the Leafs like love them or hate them or both, they draw a huge audience no matter what, and that can get you into the stratosphere. Of all the other Canadian teams, the second best option was the Oilers. Even though it's not the biggest market, you know, Vancouver's way bigger market. Montreal's a bigger market. Everywhere's a bigger market, except Winnipeg. Um, but the McDavid factor, that they thought, they've always thought that that would push it towards a more kind of universal audience in Canada, that people would tune in for him. That the, that with the other teams, and they'd, you know, you'd seen Montreal got to the finals last year, and, you know, we've seen Vancouver get to the finals, and, and, you know, back further Calgary and and uh, previous iteration of Edmonton, uh, the Ottawa Senators didn't really move the dial. Um, whatever you know, when they got in, and last year again, last year with the Habs was a weird year. But if you you know you go back to the Canucks and the Senators, you know, more recent history, didn't turn into a national thing at all. But I think the theory is that Connor McDavid could turn into a national thing, and I don't know what that means in terms of raw numbers and where that takes you, but that's. That is the word. So you know, we should none of us should take offense at that. That our teams would be less natu nationally appealing, but apparently he's he's enough of a star that they figure the casuals will the casuals and people whose hearts were broken in the first round or the second round will still 
tune in to see him. That makes sense. Um, have you seen how it the Oilers does. are traveling, Stephen? This is interesting. They, they continue to fly no. to Vancouver, bus to Bellingham, and fly from there to their destination. They will not fly hmm. over the border where uh, there's testing. You cross the border via land. There's no testing at all. They've been, they did it in round one against L.A., um, I know for Toronto it's different. You go across and it's it's very easy. Edmonton's not located on the border, as you know, and they didn't have to worry about yes. it in round two because it was Calgary Edmonton. But they're back to doing this yesterday on their way to Denver. Wow, it is a pretty and it's kind of a straight, but it is kind of a straight line from Edmonton to Denver, isn't it? Like you could draw that as a straight line. It wouldn't be that not far over in Vancouver an and Bellingham. No, <laughs> no, no, that's less of a straight line. That's, well, it, it's it, it, and. I, it's, we were talking about this yesterday because the so the Jays do the same thing and they came back from they played that long game in Anaheim on Sunday and then had a getaway and flew on a red eye and instead of landing in Toronto they landed in Buffalo which would be delightful at four thirty in the morning Oof. and then and then got on a bus and made the two hour drive to Toronto to get in at God knows when but the reason it you know it's not this isn't a philosophical objection to testing it's it's entirely practical that. If you don't have to go through the testing, you, you know, all you need is one asymptomatic positive, and you know, it's put the kibosh on the whole series. And uh, so, rather than risk that, I, I, I kind of get it. Um, you know, that you can ask about whether that those COVID regulations make any sense at this stage in the pandemic or whatever we're in right now. Um, that's a, that's an entirely different debate. But the rules say that you know, you get a positive test and then contacts, man. You you know you could lose a chunk of your roster right in the middle of a best of seven. Do you think and there's maybe some influence from the league suggesting that that be the 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 way to do business? Calgary did on the way to Dallas though, so that's the only yeah. reason I push back on that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Like there are like the league does have product. Like the reason you see TV reporters interviewing hockey players where the reporters are still wearing masks, that's an NHL rule. So there are still there are still NHL protocols in in, in place, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know on, on that one. I but I, I I look, I understand, and I'm sure that's the way it's been explained to the players, right? Like, here's the, here's the deal, guys. Um, yeah, this you you don't have to anything have anything stuck up your nose, but the reason we're doing this is because all we need is one of you, you know, the little bars to come up on your test, and then we're gonna lose you and probably lose anybody you've hung out with for you know could be a couple of games in a series. That that could be pretty decisive, depending on who's depending on whose little bars come up. Well, it makes sense to me in between series where it will get interesting or could get interesting is if you're playing a double or triple overtime and the next game's in Denver and then you're flying like if it would deep into the travel five six seven bang 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 bang, you're adding two three four hours on top of yeah. a travel day in the midst of a play every other night back and forth series. I guess yeah. I guess although I guess the alternative I guess would be you know not a bubble but a de facto bubble which you could do during a playoff series. Say look, we're we're not we're gonna go all live in a hotel together, and uh, you're not gonna go home and see your family, and you're not going out after games, and then we'll you know we'll see if we can kind of live in in a in a sanitized world for for a couple of weeks. You could try that, or just test it at the airport and fly right there. I yeah well you could do that too but your own testing you know, the, they don't want to the, the whole point is they don't want to test because yeah. the test could tell you something that you don't want to know so they, that's they don't want to test they would they would bl- ignorance is bliss in this case hmm. the thing about those masks with the reporters I mean, I, I I need more Kyle Bukaskas Bukos- I need it on me I show me your beautiful it's, face young man uh, but the, but the hair. 
the hair is still there. So he's good. He's got the best. He's got ex, he's got excellent hair. And tall, right? Like sneaky tall. Is I really, he's, is he he's sneaky tall. Oh, okay. dude, really tall. Doesn't strike me as someone who would be a taller gentleman. Well, and Dan Murphy's out there, friend of the show. He's got yeah, the yeah. schmediums, and he works out like crazy. At yeah. least we get that, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's tight. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, so the Blue Jays are winning baseball games again. Is that what we're yes. So runs? Yes, sir. Getting more runs than the other team is is still good. And Although they did it late at night, and people in Toronto couldn't watch it. Does wins, it yeah. still count? I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, it's still well. The first sweep, first series sweep of the season in unlikely fashion, because um, they won the first two in Anaheim, and then everybody kind of relaxed, and the games got super messy after that. And it, uh, I'm not totally sure how they won those last two games, but they did. Probably, well, they won them because the Angels' bullpen is worse than theirs. That's number one, and the Angels couldn't catch the ball and did a lot of some, you know, some of the stuff that you know the Jays did earlier in the season. They caught some bad breaks too, but. It was it was kind of fun to watch. There's a lot of runs and um, back and forth, lead changes, crazy lead changes. But uh, you know the Jays using every last guy in their bullpen and running Jordan Romano right into the ground and <laughs> still getting away with it. Yes. Uh, but but they are now seven games over 500. They are just a, a hair behind Tampa for second in the, the AL East. They're comfortably in a playoff spot, and their schedules suddenly gets a little. They've got uh, the White Sox in tonight, starting uh, for a series tonight. But Tim Anderson just on the DL for the White Sox. White Sox are kind of scuffling anyway. Um, then they get the Twins, and apparently the Twins have a bunch of guys who are not vaccinated. Speaking of vaccinations, so we'll see who doesn't show up for the Twins uh, this weekend. Mm. It'll be interesting. And then finally, I think they get to start playing the Detroit's and the Baltimore's of the world and Kansas City. So the three in a row there, yeah. and Kansas. Yeah, so it had to happen eventually. So yes, the Yankees have an amazing record, and aren't they amazing in all ways? Except they they have played a really weak schedule. So yeah, it's the, the like there, there's there's still stuff to talk about. the The Jose Barrios start was kind of troubling on the weekend, and mm. he's had a funny season so far. Uh, say the bullpen, uh, Ryan Baraki couldn't throw strikes. Uh, Julian Merriweather still is a puzzle. They've had to ride some guys pretty hard in that bullpen, but they're starting to hit. And other, not just the big guys are starting to hit, but other people are starting to hit. They're getting you know contributions all over the place. Lourdes Gurriel looks like he's on a hot streak now, and you know that offense couldn't be terrible for. It's there's just too many guys who you, there's enough of a sample size with enough guys there that you knew they would eventually score a run. So yeah, it kind of feels like you know they righted the ship. They which and that doesn't you know doing that on a West Coast trip is not usual. It uh, it's usually the opposite. That's kind of where dreams go to die. So, uh, yeah, everybody, you know, everybody's feeling. Uh, even though, as you say, some of that stuff happened after bedtime. They they came home and had an off day yesterday, and everybody's feeling pretty good. I was very excited to return home after an event and it being on on Saturday night. I was like, yes, this only happens a few times a year. Uh, and just your standard series, you got saves from Romano, Stripling, and Phelps. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Um, you noted yeah. Baruchia. Yeah, I wanted to follow up on he and a couple other names. Like he, I remember him making one of his first starts in the majors, and I think what was his hometown of Chicago against the White Sox. And you're like, wow, what a promising yep. young kid! You know, he's a starter at this point. He's got a bunch of pitches. He looks lost. Like I don't know where he's at. He, I think he lost significant time to an arm injury at some point. But like, where are you at on him? And then I wanted to sort of tie in Merriweather who has, what, four pitches and can throw 100, and yet people are crushing him this year. And where's yeah. Pearson at? Because these are three of sort of 
higher, more highly touted arms they've had in the last five years, and sort of where are you at on these three uh, that well, maybe shouldn't be lumped together? Look, Barucky, you know, Barucky's a lefty who throws mid to high nineties fastball with a wipeout slider, which should be, you know, that should work. Some, you know, when he was a starter, and he looked like he was going to work as a starter, and then he just kept getting hurt and getting hurt and getting hurt, and he's out of options. So there's not much, there's nothing they can do here. Like they can, you know, they can DFA him, and somebody would pick him up in ten seconds because of those attributes and take a shot, um, or they can be patient and wait and hope that he finds it. But, it, you know, it, it looks, if you watch his body language out there on the mound, he just doesn't, you know, he, he looks tentative. He takes a lot of time between pitches. He didn't used to do that. There's, you can see that, you know, that he, and he can't throw strikes. You know, he just, he's, he's not trusting his stuff. And you can go out there and Pete Walker can whisper in his ear and say, trust your stuff and just throw it down the middle. It's, it's, it's good enough on its own. But I think it's hard to get over that block with guys, especially guys who've been hurt as much as he has. And I think that's the, the same story with Merriweather, that he's been so brittle to the point that it's almost a punchline. And, yeah, he's, you know, when he's, when he's throwing 100, I'm not sure, I think he can still throw 100. Um, he, you know, he has swing and miss stuff. We, we've seen it at times. But when he's throwing 97, which is still really fast, it just – it's straight, and the guys see it. They pick the ball up really well, and I, you know, and I think there's a, again, I'm, I don't. This is not super inside information that I have, but I, I, I think there's the, the, a sense that maybe because he's been hurt so much that he's tentative, that he he's not letting it go because every time in his life, he's his career as a pro, he's let it go. Something's happened to him, so it's you know human nature, right? Now he does have options, so. You could send him down to Buffalo and and hope. Um, I say you can pitch him in low leverage situations, but they don't seem to have any. You know, they they haven't had a lot of nine one games either way, so there's nowhere to kind of baby him into the lineup. But it's got to be frustrating. Pearson has made one rehab appearance at Dunedin, um, and topped out at ninety five, ninety six with his fastball. Didn't struck one guy out in a ball, so it did not wow anyone now he's coming back from mono and that can be a long haul but uh yeah i don't think they're gonna fast track him back i think he's gonna have to prove something to them you know i think he's gonna i think he's not gonna be in the major leagues until they are absolutely sure that he's ready to go and they don't you know it's like the obviously the the tools that he has and the arm that he has and the uh, you know all of the kind of prospect gleam um but I, i i think they're skeptical now um, about, you know, sometimes it's not about how hard you throw or about your arm. It's about other stuff. And I think, you know, with all three of these guys, like all three of these guys have great arms. Like that's the unifying thing here. Like every one of those guys has a big league arm that, and they should be able to dominate. So how do you unlock the fact that they haven't been able to dominate? Like what's, what's missing? And, you know, the, 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 the catch all answer is it's between the years, you know, that it's, it's, it's a, you know, and it, often it's about confidence. It's about believing in what you're doing. Uh, you know, Pete Walker's been really good with that with some guys. He's straight. Some guy like you see what he's done with Kikuchi. You know, he's still erratic, but he's you know Kikuchi's kind of simplified things and it's worked for him. Um, I'm sure he's been working on these three guys as well, but so far it has not panned out. So what else is going on in your life? You're doing the radio show. I'm not. Are, yes. you, are you doing stuff for the for the web? I'm not seeing as much Stephen Brunt no. content as I would mm-hmm. like. No, it's, I'm uh, I'm getting ready. I've uh, been working on some things, but um, oh. it's also that time of year, you know. So I'm next week. I'm I'm uh, pointing my car east. Yes, uh, 
and I'm going to go fishing for a bit in Quebec. So I got a week. Now I will not be with you next week. I will be in the woods of Quebec. It's good fishing in Quebec. That's what I it heard. is. Yeah. Yes, and be, but because it's halfway to you know Nirvana, I'm just going to keep going afterwards and make an early uh, an early exit to uh, to the uh, the Eastern Office where I will be doing radio. Because of course we can do that now, can't we? We can do radio from anywhere. Mm. I think so. So. I will be doing it from uh, the shores of Bond Bay for a little while. They can't so unteach us that. That is that's, the current plan. That's nice that we learned that. Uh, apparently not. No. So uh, yeah, it's but it's a good trade off. Like I'm, I think I'm okay with that trade off right at the moment. Yeah. Well, uh, bad news for us. You're away next week, but great news for you. But enjoy the rest of the week and uh, dig in on uh, that. Uh, you know. The height of Kyle Bukowskis. If you could mm. find out the actual <laughs> digits by Friday, that'd Isn't be great. That, that kind of thing's on the internet, I think. It's probably. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is he an I'm athlete? Sure Would somewhere. that be on some prospect? High school basketball uh, yeah. or something? I don't know. He's I, so I'll, tall. I'll, I'll, Volleyball? I'll, I'll see what I can come yeah. up with. I'll, I'll have it for Friday. Is Thank okay? you, Stephen. Appreciate you. See you, boys. See you. There he is, Stephen Brunt. With Sportsnet back on Friday. We now ordinarily would have our NHL insider, but uh, mm-hmm. Frank Valley is in transit. He's on his way to Denver. Getting ready for yeah. the Avs and, and Oilers. But we can talk about Avs and Oilers, and we will. Plus, the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, out again. They've been a very good team, a re- dominant regular season team for a number of years, but have been un- unable to get over that round two, more or less, the round two hump. And I wonder about their owner. I wonder about their goalies, too. He's kind of gone bargain bin for a while here. The owner is a bit of a wild card, and there are some decisions to be made really? this offseason. Oh? We may as well talk about it next. Sportsnet 960. You're locked on Boomer in the morning. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Coming up on Friday, the big show is going to be on location from Speargrass Golf Course. <laughs> How about that? You know what it is? It says here, nestled 30 kilometers southeast of Calgary. I'll be there today, dude. Lots are now available along the banks of the bow with access to fly fishing and discounted golf memberships. For more information, go to speargrass.ca. Because mm. there's got a little community there. Oh, yeah. It's not just a golf course. It's got a whole, little, the whole thing going on down there. We just slow down. There's kids here. Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience, it is Speargrass. You're going there today. Oh, yeah. Really? You, see, you think I'm just wearing golf gear for I can, You're wearing a sweater over time. I'm not sure. Are you? Is it? All right. Golf, come on. All right. Come on, Dean. So who... Uh, I'm going to be awful today. Oh, I can just feel it. Who's Who are the lucky devils that get to tee it up with you today? Oh, Brusty, my boy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that's my golf boy. That's my that's my golf husband there. He's an absolute gem. Attacks the ball off the tee. It's close to like the Is it a violent swing? Is it Happy Gilmore? Is that the right one? Sure. Sure. Violent? Yeah. It's a hellacious cut. The club head really kind of just incredible speed. It's like he, he gets through the ball and yeah. then spends five seconds stumbling trying to maintain balance. Because yeah. he's cut so hard, he's right out of his shoes. Nice. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, that's probably about 400 yards. We'll see you later. You go in that cart, I'll be here. So why are you psyching yourself out already? I just have played once. I have not touched clubs. It's a very difficult sport when you don't touch the clubs. 
if you know if you're organized yeah, 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 and yeah. have a sorted life, you'll be practicing and you go to a range and you play regularly. My second game of the year. So, are you going to be getting into the sauce? I'm just preparing myself. Probably for light sauce, not heavy sauce. Yeah, I had some game seven sauce last night. Um, so light sauce today to help clear the fog. But see, that's the thing with you is you'll end up in the sauce when you have no plans to do so. Yeah, and I am getting a lift both ways, so it's sauce. cleared for one runway. You know, if it's there, if I want it. Yeah. It also depends how you're doing. Like, if you're starting to go on to play some good golf here, like, okay, well, let's keep this nice and low here. I don't want to mess with the system. But if you're just donating Titleist to the lake, like, oof, it might be time to ease the pain. And do you have commitments at the house? My family is out of town. There it is. Sauce. You have a ride and nothing, the kid, like, nothing at home? Well, like I've got to do a, a COVID test virtually. Oh, okay, yeah, and well, that's, that's takes tonight. A long time, and yeah. the Blue Jays are on TV. Yeah, so right. Sauce. They'll be watching you. Uh, fourth inning. Gosman start. These are good ones. Great. Oh, I'm watching a pitch. Uh, the Avalanche and Oilers kick off round number three, the Western Conference Final from that too. Ball Arena. Six o'clock start. We got it for you here on your radio. And last night, it took seven, but the. Uh, New York Rangers, for the second wow. series in a row, proved to be a tough out. They won three straight versus the Penguins in round one to advance. They won back-to-back games facing elimination, obviously 5-0. Five, oh. five in a row, staving, Dean, staving. No one better this postseason at, at the stave than the Rangers. Staving over a hot pan there. They were obviously on the road to take on Carolina. They'll now take home ice back in round three. That's kind of rare that that happens. People forget. Tampa so good, Tampa so good, Tampa, 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 third seed in the Atlantic. Yeah. You think John Cooper is worried about where they finished in the regular season? I don't think so. Nope, because remember when they won the regular season, it was like, wow, this is maybe the greatest team we've ever seen in a re- Swept. Okay, boys, don't worry about uh, flooring it in game 72 here. Let's just make sure for game 83 we're ready to go. And for the Carolina Hurricanes, the the run to – Elimination, zero and six on the road, seven and one at home. Well, you go seven and one, and you don't move on to round three. That's that's rough. Mm. Their goaltending was shoddy at times. Rand Rand was good at home, was not very good on the road. He got injured what twice in two rounds. Kachetkov is their third stringer. You can't expect anybody to come in and give you. I mean, he was fine, but it's not not when you're facing Shesterkin in the other net. Yeah, and sour non-Rangers fans were very quick to point out that they've not seen the starter of the two teams they've beat. This is the Rangers? Jari and Anderson, zero, right? I think. I don't think Jari came late, back late in that Game series, seven, right? didn't he play the last okay, one? So yeah, he kept in late, but it was a lot of DeSmith, yeah. Deming, a ton of, and then Kochetkov a bit, and lots of Ranta. Now, I don't think yeah, Rangers fans yeah. care, so it's like, cool. Are you telling me injuries are part of sport? Wow, thanks for the update. We'll see you in the conference finals. Yeah. So 37 stops for Shesterkin yesterday. Made 16 saves in the first period as the Rangers get out to a 2-0 lead early. Fox, Kreider on the power play. Ryan Strom, short side, makes it 3-0. They then go up 4-0 early on in the third, and it felt like it was over. They get it back. They get a couple back, but <laughs> Trocek scores in the power play at 8-11. 
And then Heedle off a turnover scores less than a minute later. So if, if there's any kind of hope, it's dashed within a minute. And now the Canes go into the offseason. I said it earlier, weird that... Uh, what are these decisions, an, these big well, dilemmas it, that you're It's another one here. of those things where the regular season, I guess, I don't know. Why do we even bother covering the regular season then? Should we just take October to spring every year and just go on holidays? God, I'd love that, yeah. 0-6 on the road for the Carolina Hurricanes. They were tied with the Flames for the second best road record. 25-12-4 on the road for 54 points. You know what I I'm feel about the regular season when we get to this point? It's like, oh, these two teams played. And you're like, okay, so why don't you write that down and then go put it in the garbage? I don't care what happened in the regular season. Like, if someone's going to tell me how Edmonton played Colorado, don't care. Don't think it matters. Uh, I really don't. Colorado was 2-1 and one versus the Oilers. Don't care. I don't think it matters at all. If you start to compare like a Tuesday in January to what's happening right now where they play every other night for two weeks. Dar- Darcy you, Kemper started each game against the Oilers with a went two and one with a two point six. I don't think you heard me when I said I don't nine. care. Oh, okay. I was mm. So anyway, what I was saying about the offseason and the kind of the rub is the owner. The owner's very handsy. He's very involved. Is he? Because remember last year they had a goaltender. Goaltender was very good. He was up for the uh Calder. And needed a contract. Nadalkovich, yeah. And uh, the owner said, bah, I don't know. No, was How- it the owner or was it Don Waddell the GM? I'm, I, I, I'm confused here. Wasn't that a GM's decision? They've always been very like, look, goalies are all voodoo. We're not going to pay for something. We can go find another, you know, crazy voodoo guy. Uh I, I'm going to suggest it's the owner. Okay. And I'll give you a couple other examples. Sure. Dougie Hamilton has one of the best years of his career. And no, I didn't want to pay him. Uh, remember that offer sheet? Oh, you Sperry Kotkin Yemi. Aho was before that, then the Kotkin Yemi. little offer sheet. Oh, $20 bonus. And so, yeah, he's, he's, that, he's that guy. And I guess you, it's good. You want your owner involved, you want to be invested. Literally and figuratively. So this year, I just wonder with right at the top of that list to me is Anthony D'Angelo. Big Tony. Tony D. Tony D. He is an RFA with Arbrights. Yeah. Which that feels to me, that's, you're not going to push Dundon around. I don't care what an arbitrator says. I don't think, I don't, what we're going to pay you what we want to pay you. Now, he had Monster, you're offensive. 51 points in 64 games, put up 10 in 14 games this postseason. He's in line to get paid. 26, came there obviously on the cheap when he uh, was ostracized. He was booted out of New York. And no Good one else, word, ostracized. Not oh. many uh, teams seemed to want to get into the old Tony D'Angelo business. Dundon said, I'm in. Carolina said, bring him in. Why not? What the hell? And he was good for them. I just wonder now, what's the appetite to pay the guy now that he's going to want to get paid accordingly? That just smells to me like a, we'll walk from that. We'll see you later. Unless, unless there's a deal to be made where the number is shockingly fair or team friendly. Maybe... and for maybe for D'Angelo, maybe he wants to negotiate a contract because he knows what the environment is in the league in terms of him, his attitude. A lot of not every other team is going to say, Yes, please join us. Correct. Yeah. We I need an offensive guy. Evander Kane's probably in a similar spot. Right? Great production, good spot, good fit. I'm gonna go get paid, but there's gonna be a number of teams that are just gonna say, Not for us. Yeah. 
So maybe D'Angelo will will take a little bit less to stay there. But it, if he goes back, I feel like he's taken less to stay. Up front, Nito Niederreiter. He is done. He is a UFA. How old is Nino? 29. Hmm. Vincent Trocek is a unrestricted free agent. He is 28. This year, Trocek, 21 goals. Niederreiter, 24 goals. It's not insignificant. No. You're going to bring kids up and you graduate guys, but that's 40 goals that you need to replace, seemingly. Or... Maybe Marty Natchez is going to blossom. He's had a rough postseason. Yeah. Maybe Seth Jarvis. Maybe there's the young guys, but it feels like a lot. Kotkaniemi, meanwhile, I saw he was trending today. A lot of people having a, a good time in Montreal. Mm. Mentioning and just letting you know exactly what it was that Kotkaniemi did this postseason, which was not a lot. And his new deal kicks in next year, 4.82. Kotkaniemi in 14 games had zero goals, zero primary assists, two secondary assists, or the same as Shesterkin. Two points, two points in 14 games as uh, one of your guys down the middle. So anyway, but like to your point, that deal's done. That's not a decision they have to make. That's a decision that's been made, and that kicks they in. They not like it. They're locked in forever, and he's probably not an offense first guy, but still, you'd like a little more, I'd think, if you gave up a first yeah. to get him. Hmm. And you got they got lo- 19 million bucks cap space. And I don't know, like, I sort of view D'Angelo as Dougie Hamilton light. Okay, we lost a really high end guy to free agency who made a ton of money. What was it, seven times nine? To yeah, New Jersey. That right, yeah. So that's pretty close to top of market defense and money. It's not quite the Drew Doughty neighborhood, but nine seems to be the standard for Elite D, and Dougie certainly offensively is that. Well, why don't we go to the bargain bin, which is a theme in Carolina, and pull this guy uh, off the, the heap where you know his value probably has never been lower in his career than when they inked Tony D'Angelo. Maybe they're okay giving him two-thirds of Dougie's money thinking they're getting... 80% of Dougie's production or more. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like They're not like as deep that's... as they used to be on the back end. Like, it used to be, boy, they, they're six, seven, eight, nine guys. Well, they got guys, but they, they've uh, they've lost a few of those that, that defensive depth, right? And you were looking in the uh, in the break, right? It was conference final, second round, second round, as far as their So exits. they missed the playoffs nine seasons in a row, from 09-10 to 17-18. And then, boom, it all came together, which, interestingly, is the year it all came together for the Flames, too, 18-19. That was after the big swap between the two clubs. They go conference final, lose in the first round of the bubble, which would have been in Toronto because they hadn't consolidated everything in Edmonton yet. Then they go second round, fall to the Lightning last year, and that was a really close series. It was five games where they were all one goals or empty nets or overtime. And then this year, they blow a 3-2 series lead on the Rangers and are out in the second round. But again, no no, no playoffs for nine years, and then they go conference final, first round, second round, second round. It's not bad, but to your point, when you end a nine-year drought and you go right to the conference final, you're thinking, okay, one of these years is going to be our year. Yeah, yeah. They haven't been back to the conference final since 1819. Jacob Slavin, tremendous young D, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, those are the guys. If D'Angelo comes back... In net, they missed Anderson. Well, and it's, it's the same duo next year. Anderson and Ranta, two guys that have a tough time staying healthy the last two years. Longer than that for Ranta, but for Anderson, his durability kind of in Toronto's last year 
wait, went to the wayside. I do wonder if it's a different story if Anderson is in. It should be. because He's your number you, one for a reason. He was having a Vesna caliber season. Woodley was saying it was basically a comparable season to what Markstrom had. All you needed was to not stink in six road games over two rounds, and you'd be, well, certainly this past round, mm-hmm. beyond to round three. But I, I, I kind of look at this, and Jordan Stahl is still there. He's not a key component necessarily, but I'm gonna use you he's got, this is it, coming up. Six yeah. million, then he's a UFA. They got two years left of Ajo. Svechnikov is signed. I, I wonder if this is one of those teams where maybe... They're smart. They're, they're, talk about the bargain bin. Where was Max Domi stock when they scooped him up? Really good hockey from him. Was best it? we've seen in years. Yeah, absolutely. Go look at his numbers in the playoffs. I don't know. What were we expecting of him? Nothing. Good pickup. What'd they pay for him? Again, they're smarter. They go pick up James Reimer when everyone thought he couldn't play in the league anymore. They go grab Peter Morazic when Detroit said, yeah, we don't want to pay you. Like the, the, They are constantly bargain aisle. And to be fair, how many teams can say they've won, what, four or five rounds here in the last four years? Oh, I'm not saying not what they've done is impressive. They No, but but I think like I don't worry about them tapering off because I think they're well run. Like they found a way to replace Dougie Hamilton at a fraction of the price. I, they'll do the same thing if they lose other guys, but which of their core guys are departing? You know, if they keep D'Angelo, it's pretty much the same crew, isn't it? Vinny Trocek's an important guy down the middle, middle six, but still. Like it's yeah, it's forty goals. They're well run. Forty goals up front, and, and they have nineteen million bucks. You can go find forty goals. Yeah, maybe they go grab a Fiala or something. Who knows? Domi had three goals, fourteen games. Not like he was. No, but, but tell me about his regular season. He's probably dog shirt the whole. Oh, year. he was dog. Yes, absolutely. So, so he again, was. they bought when a guy's stock was all time low, and the guy was better than he was. That's what they do all the time. Interesting perspective, though, looking at these teams now. That are out, much like the Flames. What's what's the mood in those other cities? I want to. We're going to try and go to Florida tomorrow. Mm. I would think that that's got to be of all the pills. That's the the toughest of yep. the postseason so far. Well, you said it earlier. Only the top five teams in the regular season. Only ones left. So the ones missing: Calgary, Minnesota, Florida, and Carolina, and Toronto. And Carolina's out in Toronto. Six, five of the okay. top six. Five of the top six. So they're the top of disappointment for sure. Minnesota's probably right there. Round one, you had a lead against St. Louis. You went and got Mark Andre Fleury at the deadline. That's probably number two. But like, it, you're right with Florida, man. Like, they never looked themselves. Even in round one against Washington, it felt like they trailed most of that series and somehow won it. We talked about the Hathaway Post. Yeah, like they never looked like the Panthers in the postseason from the limited viewings we had. And how does adding Claude Giroux see your offense decline? You would only think he's a guy that is going to bring offense himself and make other guys around him better. But I yeah, I don't know that but it the was, goals just dried up. Yeah, and it wasn't. And I'm not a lot of guys had a, a tough goal offensive. Like Huberto's production. Sam Bennett didn't have a great postseason, which is usually the one thing you can count on from Sam Bennett. They got out goaltended pretty badly in round two. I just think you go back to the deadline and we're, I said it the other day, who won and who lost? I think there were a lot of people that felt like Florida did pretty well at the deadline. And Sherratt. By adding key piece on the blue line, key piece up front. 
Claude Giroux tur- spurned other offers to go to Florida. And basically told them that's where yeah. I'm going. Philly's like, damn, we wish we could have got more, but we've got one team to negotiate with. It was again all over. Yeah. And limped through round one and then just got blown up in round two. And it happens, right? Yeah. Like President's Trophy, we talked about it. We were joking about, oh, darn. Bad news for Panthers fans. You, you locked up the President's Trophy. Now you're screwed. But, like, it's not uncommon or we wouldn't make jokes like that. It's really hard to have a great regular season and then have a great postseason. Well, and you talk about two of those teams, Florida and Toronto. Boy, you sure don't want to pull Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, look at where they're sitting. Oh, they're down. That's not a first-round tee. That's not a new. Tampa Bay. Yep. You, oh, did you lose Braden Point? Yep. Still Round won. three. We allowed three goals in a series. We're moving on. Braden's getting work done. He might be back. If you, if you had to pick one team right now, and we'll do our picks coming up in the next segment for round three. How do you not go Tampa, right? Where are you putting your, your house, your, your car, your downside, everything? You j- I, yeah, and then like we'll do our picks, but I just think when you look at who's left, who's shown you they can win before? Only one of these four teams. Now, have you seen enough from Colorado to think they're over the hump? Not that goalie for me. There's only one team that's proven they can do this, and time and time again. And okay, so your team loses. How are you going to do the next game? I know how Tampa looks the next game. I know how Vasilevsky looks after a loss. I know how that group rolls when they're facing elimination. Three in a row would be incredible in the cap era. It would be in the cap era, the COVID era. And it's like, we think about the Oilers. They never did, what, two in a row, space, two in a row, another one in 90. Like, they didn't do three in a row, if I'm correct. The Islanders are the last team to do three in a row. Yeah. Like, how many people listening were in diapers or weren't born when the Islanders reeled off three in a row? I don't think that's important to bring up, Ryan. It's It's, a long time ago is my point. It's going to make some people feel quite bad about themselves or... Don't be. Don't not be, talking about adult diapers. Don't be an ageist. A long time ago. Just don't like your tone. Dynasty. Adnan Verk, I assure you, he remembers the New York Islanders winning four straight Stanley Cups. Why do you hate people in their late forties? <laughs> That's coming up. We'll make our picks and we'll dip a toe in the Oilers and Avs. Are the Oilers this year's Dallas Stars, Montreal Canadiens get some amazingly good goaltending and some surprise good, good team defense and goaltending, and, right? Mm, yeah, here they are. Didn't see it coming. But they got their hands full in Denver. Tell you that. Tonight, Tonight six o'clock, Avalanche, Oilers, McDavid, McKinnon. Meanwhile, uh, Ranton is like, don't forget about me. Am I going to play? Do I get to? And Leon's like, did I not? Put... How many points do I need to get in a series before I get some some top billing? That'd be all right. Now some Cadre, forty goal a year, free agent. I like Nazem Cadre. Always have. Would he be a good flame? He'd have been a great flame. Well, he still might. I mean, there's lots of work to come this summer. They you mean have... when they can't get? Everybody signed. They got all that money kicking around. If. Certainly not room for him should you bring everyone back. Oh, I see. He'll be a highly touted guy. Center ice, 40 goals. Woo. Well, he already didn't want to come once. I don't know if he. Well, he said he didn't want to leave heart. Toronto so much as not go to 
Is that what it was? That's what he said. Yeah. Because mm. there was a deal, you know, deal done between mm. Toronto and the Calgary Flames. See, Nazem Kadri come to Calgary, and he's like, ah, I got a no trade. Mm, not going to waive it. Not going to. Not going to. And then got showed the door anyway. Yeah, I guess he'll 40 go. goals. He didn't have 40 goals. Go. goals. But he was leading them in scoring for a considerable amount of time. 87 points in 71 games. Whoa. And then Rantanen right, right through the, through the seam. Led them with 92 points in 75 games. McKinnon missed time. 88 in 65. Whoa. And on the back end, only 86 points for Kale McCarr. Just a point per game defenseman. Who's what, in his um, first full slate? Yeah. Getting ID'd okay. everywhere. Can he can he buy beer? Is that is I'm, that allowed? I'm for more him? concerned about labor laws. Is he a, in Alberta? Sure. Can he is he old enough? I'm not sure how it goes. So we'll get into that series, the Western Conference Final and Adnan Verk, all coming up in hour three. Sportsnet nine sixty the fan.